Hello, this is Richie, and welcome to Tree 54 Podcast. Waking up to a Thursday morning at some ADW Dynamite. So let's start the podcast by AEW Dark, then we'll go on to review AEW Dynamite. Here's a dark lineup with something, or whatever. TNT versus Chaos Project, The Acclaim versus Lewis, Val, and Justin Blacks, Top Flight versus Baron Black and Frankie Thomas, The Hybrid 2 versus Adam Priest and Sean Dean, Lucha Bro versus Aston Starr and David Ali, Dane Jordan versus Leva Bates, Five versus Fugo Del Sol, Green Girl Ellie and Genocide versus Ivelisse and Diamond, Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela versus Jurassic Express. This was a standard episode dark. The main event was most competitive with some of the cooler moves in the show. Lucia Bowes and Ivelisse Diamond brought the intensity that acclaimed the top fight of the two young teens to get acquainted with. A Scalibur team with Taz to call the action. Ricky Starks and Frank Kazarian stopped by to drop the commentary. Justin Roberts was the ring announcer. To begin, Chaos Project defeated TNT, Terrell, and Terrence Hughes were newcomers. They are the sons of Damon Nudley, whatever. Luther Blast TNT to set a Chaos Project elevated flying double knee teamwork finisher. Next, the acclaimed defeated Louis Val and Justin Blakes. Max Caster spits him once. This his opponents. The acclaimed dominated one with a teamwork cutter. Top Flight defeated Baron Black and Frankie Thomas. Top Flight was in control more often than not. They executed a double pin on Thompson or a combo drop kick into a powerball of the turnbuckles. Top Flight pick up their first win in AEW. Pretty Peter Avalon private dinner in the elevator was interrupted by a hotel guest. His dinner dining mate slapped PPA across the face. The hybrid two defeated Adam Prius and Sean Dean. Jack Evans had a 450 splash after he fell to the floor. Angelico trapped Dean with a Navarro Devil Lock. Break lock for a submission victory. Richard Post defeated Ashton Star, David Ali. Phoenix helped Pentagon for a team where Padre to win. Leave a base defeated Danny Jordan. Base rolled through from the Casadori position to wrap up Jordan for the free count. Five versus Fugo does so. Five closed it out with Flurry. A kick to the knee, kick to the head, clothesline, then wing snapper victory. Ivelisse and Diamond defeated Dream Girl Ellie and Genocide. Ivelisse and Diamond were on the nerve level of aggression. Diamond stifled the rally with a huge uppercut to a leaping Ellie, then left the ring for a suicide dive onto Genocide. Ivelisse raged with a Scorpio submission on Ellie. Diamond had to restrain Ivelisse to release the hole. Jurassic Express defeated Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus represent Jungle Express, while Marco Santo offers support ringside. Maybe I saw this silly moving around, but it looked like Kiss shook his booty. Then Jungle Boy opened his own trunks to peek down. When Jungle Boy saw he was not aroused, he shrugged. That was the comedical vibe of the ma- this matchup. The action picked up with Kiss in the moonsault to Luchasaurus on the floor. Jungle Boy crushed Janela with a grenade to stir on the floor. Back in the rain, Luchasaurus boozled, kissed for a choke slam. Janela ate a variety of kicks and flipped into a team where Powerbomb for Jurassic Express success. So, my takeaway from this episode of Dark is that Ivelisse and Diamond need stiffer competition. They even steamrolling opponents look impressive in victory. Their aggression and fire making me 
their fan. The duo needs something to do, even if it's like a short little feud contained on Dark. The team of Evilist and Diamond are too entertaining to be flying around with no direction. On the enhancement side, Genocide caught my eye. She had this interesting look and showed good power. I'd like to see her in another match on Dark to get a better flavor of her abilities. We'll be back with a Diamond review after this ad. Thank you. Hello, we're back. Well, AW Dynamite has a lot of place to juggle this week. Well, we're from the Full Gear pay-per-view has left a lot of changes when the dust settled. There's a new TNT champion, new tag champions, MJS officially in the inner circle. AEW began the home stretch of 2020 with action, integrity, sheer, violent entertainment. Is that an intriguing actually. So let's get cracking down the hits and misses from this week's AEW Dynamite. Now I'm gonna do, now here's a hit. Matt Sidell versus Brian Cage with Taz and Ricky Starks. Cam, Taz comes out, notes that the new champion Darby Allen is watching from the rafters. He warns Darby to stay in the stands or Team Taz will smash Allen's head again. Saying goes for Cody. Taz may be joking about commentary, but when it comes to hyping wrestlers and matches, that man is IEW Dynamite Gold. Matt Sidell is giving me Dolph Ziggler vibes. I prefer he didn't do that. I'm digging the new AEW intro and graphics, by the way, they have, they have nothing to do with anything, but it is. Can't be Sidell from proverbial pillar to post in the early going, but Sidell plays the pluck. Babyface roll well. Also, like Dolph Ziggler, but without the ironic overselling. Sidell eventually mounts a combat reverses a power bar followed by a Meteora in a really cool spot. But Cage pulls through with a drill claw for the win. This is Sidell's best match in AEW so far and really showed what he can do, especially against a bigger opponent. Also, he didn't fall down at all. Always a plus at AEW Dynamite. After the match, Starks makes his and Cage case to be in the TNT Championship hunt. We got another hit, Cody's Rose promo. Well, I have gotten used to typing Cody Rhodes again. It's been a few years, actually. And actually, I just used to call him Cody, but this is the first time in a few years I call him Cody Rhodes. Well, on the way, anyway. Cody congratulates Darby Allen on winning the championship, declares that he won't seek a rematch. Darby is getting a lot of TV time sense so he can rematch from Darby. Cody said he wants a rematch with NJF. For some reason, Jay Gargill interrupts Cody's promo for some reason. He says she says Cody has been lying to AEW Dynamite audience. Parkle says Cody claims to be a giant killer, but he doesn't know anything about giants. We're we in a human unity. Kurt Gale says she knows a natural giant and that Cody will come up. She she also drops an S-bomb. And the 7 second delay guy is at least 7 seconds delay on her way out. Kurt congratulates Cody on her getting his name back. But calls him, I'm not having the guts to go by one knee. And her giant only needs one knee. Shaq. Wait, what? The second set... Then the lay guy misses a B bomb as 
Brandy makes her way out, the words ratchet, trifling are thrown around a bit, and this is a bit much. Kurga puts past Brandy's backside as a pull apart by God with all the extracurricular killers. Brian K sneaks from behind to pop on Cody. Stars comes in for the double team, which brings Darby to the ring. Darby hits Cage with a jacket coming down to X. Darby on doesn't mess around. Will Helps comes up well after I did settle. I guess that's where Ryan is part of the fury. <sighs> There's this wild AEW Dynamite segment. I don't know how I feel about plugging celebrity matches early in AEW's run, but to be fair, the Sleep Biz has been teasing games Shaq in the ring forever. Hit John Moxley for Alex Marchez had a war with AEW champion John Moxley. The champ said that I quit match made and realized that Tyler represents all things that are good about pro wrestling. Please cut promos forever. John Moxley said that he beat Kenny Omega once in accomplishment. B and twice takes someone special. And Moxley appears pretty special. If the program wasn't good enough, the next comes the news that Moxley vs. Omega will be on December 2nd edition of EW Dynamite. I'm not going to call it a prediction, but really second this, but I feel like Moxley's reign will end that night, and that will be okay. Here's another hit, the Bunkhouse match. Natural Nightmares vs. The Butcher, The Blade, and The Bunny. QT Marshall doesn't wait for the bell go after, right after The Blade, while Dustin beat down The Butcher on the outside. This match either had potential to be AEW Dynamite Classic or a complete mess. Somehow the addition of hail, hay bales, and the ringside made me optimistic. JR notes that the Bunkhouse Butcher would be a great name for a wrestler. I, I mean, he's not wrong. Escobar Hetley notes that when, it, when the AEW console game comes out, he can create a wrestler with that name. Clever Escobar, deliciously clever. clever. Anyway, Martin was well placed. Blood, handcuffs, the aforementioned hail, hay bales, chatter, chairs, ladders, and a guy who wears a freaking monocle. And then there was Dustin hitting a bulldog off the stage through a stack of plywood. Meanwhile, Blade, QT are bleeding like crazy and swinging trash lids like it's a 1987 ECW show. QT drops a Macho Man elbow off a top and the blades still kick out. When all seemed lost on AEW Dynamite, QT got a chain and says Diamond Cutter but still didn't get the pin. Blade swings the chair at QT but ends up knocking Bunny off the rope. This allowed QT to get another Diamond Cutter for the win. What an awesome bloody AEW Dynamite brawl. Here's another hit MJF's inner circle duction. Jericho's out to the jungle. MJF Warlord tonight in circle, complete with a podium. What is all podiums on AEW Dynamite lately? For moving on to bringing MJF, Jericho brings out the original inner circle, but Sandy Guevara no shows. MJF comes out with the pervial tear in his eye. The Sultanator steps to the podium, apologizes for being so emotional. Millmen cry. Please wrestle professionally forever. He merely evokes Trump saying he's been in business for five long years and that's and uh, he started with small loan father of one million dollars. Next, MJ at Grace AEW died with some of his original poetry. It's just some drink lyrics and Santana can't take any more. He says Jericho has to see through MJ, but Jericho says that he's been in the game for thirty years. And Jericho knows a solid pickup when he sees it. Instructs the rest of the IC to make it work. 
And Jay says, I love you. They know who Drake is. And I spit out my drink. It became a total stuck up affair as MJ dropped the balloons, confetti from the ceiling to celebrate Jericho's birthday. He got the tickets to Vegas for the whole group. This reception and not just, and I loved it. Wherever it's going, I generally look forward to the next chapter of this saga every week. We got a hit. Young Bucks interview. <laughs> I'm very tired this, this week, so. Please bear with this. Ox Martavs. Aaron anxious and refused with the new Tashi Champs Young Bucks. Nick says the world probably wants to see a rematch with TR. But Matt's assistant looking for fresh opponents. He mentioned the independent team. Top flight. A top flight will get a shot at the box on next week's AEW Dynamite. Martavs got apologized for the super kick from a few weeks back. Poor guy saw his super kick. PTSD. Certain sweet. I'll take it. Well, we get another hit. Scorpio Sire versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard. The underlying talents explode on AEW Diamond. If it just feels like such a waste that these guys' entire feud, aside from one Diamond segment two weeks ago, has been on AEW Dark. That's not a knock on Dark, but these guys are eight show talent shows. I mean, eight show talents. They should be on the eight show. All of a sudden, I waited to I'm me present because I typed that and JR says that both of these guys are overlooked and should be on the big shows more often. There is some irony in the fact that Spears just Sky for taking spotlight where near them have anything remotely with someone's spotlight. I don't get it. Anyway. The match was a blend of was a blend of Spear doing old school heel tactics. Sky being vicious and angry babyface should be High flying, hard hitting action. In other words, everything in pro wrestling should be. There was a little too much brawling on that side for my for my tastes. The guys are definitely brawlers, but the in ring work makes them both unique and makes them potential main event guys. Yes, and I just complained about brawling. Spirits hit a back to steel studs. Oof, I get it. I take it back. These guys can brawl to the heart's content. Back in the ring. Sky goes for a, a sharp share while Choli sneaks Spears loaded gloves to the ring. Spears makes the rope but trees it. Choli distracts, distracts Sky by throwing a decoy slug into the ring. Sky tosses out of the ring and swings. Spears swings with the loaded glove for the win. This match was a lot of fun and was very well executed. Let's, let's get and keep these guys prime slots on AEW Dynamite. Kenny Omega interview. Apparently, Alex, Alex Martez and Dash have been chasing Kenny Omega all over the arena trying to get an interview. Martez saw they catch him in AEW during my parking lot at my AEW where realized potential he's been hearing everybody at stage and around the world wondering where the real and Moxley took the position as I was talking about less in the world. Oh, Mega wants it back. He hypes the summer to AEW Dynamite. Puts on him. Moxley never actually beats him. His Moxley's lone pitfall over Mega was a non-sanctioned match. That sounds like a heelish invasion. Nice promo, and I could get to, to Mega having a personality. <sighs> Next hit. Ty Cotty with Anna J versus Red Velvet 
with Brandy Rose. How did I never notice they announced Red Velvet had been from straight out of your mama's kitchen? That alone should warrant a hit for the segment. There was a lot of energy in this AEW Dynamite match, which is refreshing as some less than stellar outings in the women's division lately. Brandy is less than interested in this match. If I have to guess, she's probably thinking I went with a ratchet and trifle anyway. This actually was pretty good. Red Velvet got started for a two count, followed by a double roundhouse kiss, putting both women down. But the bitch Anna Jade slides a chair for Conti, but Conti kicks the chair away, allowing Red Velvet to hit a running kick for two. Conti scores with a punk kick, followed by a gory special to the knee, to the face for the win. Now, for an AEW women's match that went for more than five minutes, and I was quite good, it wasn't that great, but time to time it was a little sloppy, but there was two women who, sis, who were eustastic and were given time to put together something exciting. Maybe with Mega busy in the title pitch and someone else at the time, at the, time the book, the women's division, we should be so lucky. Backstage, right chance to catch up with the inner circle. Simon Guevara shows late because NJ had sent an email that saying the action was at the beach. Alright, next hit. And Ray Phoenix versus Penta El Zero Mido, the main event. Eddie Kingston set to do commentary and AJ Dynamite. Comes out first, he missed him. And Moxley made him say, I quit. He's going to have to find a way to live with that. But he promised that eventually he will be the AEW World Champion. The narrative looks to be Kingston turning luchas against one another. Penta even goes full heel lucha and try to peel up Phoenix's mask. Yeah, he, man, he actually managed to rip a pretty good chunk of it. As El Scalver noted, very loud, that will be disqualification in Mexico. Tony X are apologetic. Eddie brushes up at Brothers Friday. Fair enough, most brothers are outside for wrestling, though, throwing each other to barricades, steel barricades. The match started with Penta completely dying Phoenix. Repeatedly going after Ray's bum leg, Phoenix fights his way back while Tony screams at Eddie for showing one of the greatest tattoos of all time. Eddie asks, rightly asks Tony, where you are? You Dr. Phil and that? I feel like Tony should have more credit towards a doctor than Phil and now the table is turned and Phoenix almost got Penta's mask completely off. They stuck it out. Each guy hangs on to the remnants of Eddie's mask. Penta has a dangerous looking flipping D straight combo thing, whatever it, it hurts a lot. Phoenix followed that hit a wicked corkscrew splash over the top rope, but then Penta hit a package patch around the apron. I tell that the apron is the hardest part of the ring. That looked both incredible and horrifying. He follows with a Canadian stripe, but he won't hit the fangs. Phoenix. Back inside, he had another pack of power drives to finish it. That was an amazing, brutal, uncomfortable, emotional match. After the match, Eddie congratulates Penta and kicks Phoenix out of the ring. After that, he brings out Pack. He rushes the ring, but the referees pulled the Goku guys apart. I like this is where they're going. Everyone quest. Let's please not call them Death Triangle, please. Let's get to the breakdown. There's not been a bad AEW diamond, but the last two months are so it's been some subpar ones, at least compared to the usual dynamite standards. This week's AEW Dynamite was as close as I think you get to a perfect pro wrestling show. Killer matches, liner, interesting storytelling, entertaining, funny promo segments. November 11, AEW Dynamite had it all. And I only expected to get better as we move closer to John Moxley versus Omega on December 2nd.
All right. Thank you for for hearing my my podcast, our review on AEW Diamond Dark. I'll see you next week and enjoy enjoy it. Thank you.